0: Welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Garing. What up? Well, not a whole lot, although... What? Oh, no, you're laughing. This is never good. We start out an episode with laughing.
1: So, so last episode, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, about facial cream and, and skin care.
0: <laughs> oh, you did. And, what has um, happened in between episodes?
1: Well... <laughs> uh, <laughs> The, I have a, I have a really tragic, uh, uh, skincare story. Which Did you is,
0: order some wife drunk elephant between the two episodes? No,
1: no. Um, my wife and I were, uh, we're in Chicago for like a two day getaway. And so, Actual you know, getaway? Just, yeah, trying okay. to get away from the kids, you know, they, they can fend for themselves for a couple days. It's yeah. usually fine. Um, but, uh, we're kind of going around, and we're in, inside one of the fancy department stores. I, I, it was Neiman you're, Marcus. I was it like, was "You're on, Marcus.
0: you're on Michigan Avenue." I already know.
1: Yeah, and you know, we're looking at all these uh, creams and whatnot. Oh my gosh, just they, just they get expensive real quick. They do, and one of the ones that I saw was uh, La Mer. and um, I and I've I've studied many languages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because for opera and and whatnot, but I am proficient in none of them, okay. like just English. none of them at all. Yeah, and but what I I did remember from opera and from my uh, from uh, my performance career is it is good luck um, to say uh, mer, um, which in French means uh, sh asterisk t. Oh. Oh, good then, job not
0: getting the red yes, x on the episode.
1: Right, yes. Yes. And so so it uh, my brain
0: it's it's the Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. The right. And and then I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I've heard of this stuff before. It's it's made of poop." <laughs> it's this skincare that's made of poop. And cuz there what? is there is well, there is. Well, there I is mean, skincare. Mascara
0: is made of bat
1: poop. I didn't know that, but, but, <laughs> but, true? but there is a, uh, so, so anyway, I was convinced that this is the stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like $400 yes. for like this tiny little, little thing. But it lasts forever. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Forever. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I mean, it's made of poop. I'm, Sarah's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, it's chicken poop. I'm like, it is made of chicken poop. And she's like, there is no way that that is true. And she's like, Alex, I think there's a T tea at the end of Merit, like, you mm-hmm. know for french i yeah. say you, you just drop T. letters in french all right. the time for no yeah. reason and i'm like i think i mean you might be right but th- this is the stuff well then we realized that no it's made of like sea salt because la mer is actually just the sea and then and then i realized that the the, the skin care product that i'm thinking of this made of chicken poop is is literally called chicken poop it's and a it's a chapstick
0: and it's just I have some and so i was so i was
1: connected Connecting my brain (laughs) synapses were not uh, working. There, I was crossing, crossing references, and it was really bad. And so, anyway, uh, she still makes fun of me, and. That's my skincare story
0: because once you said because you it took you a while into the story to say chicken poop, and as soon as you said that, I was like, "I have some chicken poop chapstick. My friend Angie Talent from Alaska sent me some and it costs
1: it also costs like a dollar ninety nine
0: but, yes, your fun fact is mascara is actually made of bat excrement. Of guano? Yes. Wow. That's what I'm wearing on my eyeballs right now. I'm wearing some bat guano on, your, on my eyeballs. How,
1: you're not supposed to put mascara on, my on your eyeballs. On my lashes. It's fine. Okay.
0: It's really Don't, close to my you, eyeballs. You Sometimes you let, it ends you up you in my eyeballs. You let bats poop in your eye? Yeah. Wow.
1: Eye. So that didn't have anything to do with real estate, but...
0: Okay. I do have something that deals <laughs> with real estate, I think. However... Um, is in the last couple of weeks, I've been on, I did a Zoom. So I'm, as I've said before, I'm on NAR finance for the next two years, which is going to be, it's going to be a fun ride. Um, But we had a finance committee meeting um, via Zoom a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Lawrence Yoon gave us an economic update. And then just earlier this week, uh, Dr. Jessica Louts with NAR, also in the um, economics department with Lawrence, um, NAR did a broker power hour, which is a a a webinar they do about eight times a year. As a part of that power hour, they had um, Dr. Loutz do a um, economics update for about 30 minutes, which I found highly fascinating. And Alex, I'm sure you've seen it in the news, um, but in case you've been living under a rock and you've not been paying attention, um, one of the things that Dr. Loutz was talking about is that in 2023, national home sales were the lowest that they've been in 29 years. We have to go back to 1995. Now, if you told me we were back to 2012, 2013 levels as far as home sales, I probably would have believed that, but my brain just kind of exploded when she said we had to go back almost thirty years for our lowest home sales. Then you combine that with what Dr. Lawrence Yoon was talking about on this other po- uh, Zoom I was doing with him. and he was t- he, what he did is he went and he um, adjusted for inflation, sales prices, times um, number of units sold um, to evaluate last year um, and evaluate that against the number of members that we have. And one of the things that he discovered where there were three prior years similar to 2023 when adjusted for inflation, as far as home sales and dollar values, you know what the total market value would be out there. Per realtor. Per realtor. Well, yes, the market as a whole. And what he noticed was these other three years, we had significantly less realtors in the market. Um, that one of those years, we had 900,000 members. One of those years, we had 1.2 million members. And in the other year, we had 1.3 million members. So what Lawrence is forecasting for this year is a 10% decrease in membership and quite frankly, it's because we just do not have enough houses to sell for the number of members that we have in our industry. And it, you know, for those people that are in the industry and they're actively selling, they're actively having transactions because of the inflated prices. You know, we go back to last uh, week's. Uh, or the last episode we had talking about, you know, affordable housing, because the housing prices have just increased so dramatically much that people who are selling houses can make about the same amount of money selling less houses just because of that. But those people who aren't selling any houses, there's nothing for them to sell. So, Um, It will be interesting to watch this year and to see what happens because, you know, all the economists are saying, you know, it's a presidential election year. Um, We're going to buy some votes of the American public. We're going (laughs) to we're going to reduce those interest rates at the end of Q2, beginning of Q3. I mean, I'm already starting to talk to people. I actually just met with one of my broker owners before I came into the, the studio this morning. And he said just based on what he's already closed so far this year and what he has pending, he's already halfway to what he sold last year. So I'm seeing people pick up, but it will be interesting to see those people who are not in production if they hang on one more year. So,
1: Bobby, I guess that that's leads me to a question and something that I think about pretty often. Of that 10%, what demographic are we really losing there? So, Who, who, who are we losing?
0: So I, I will disclose something that I i don't know if I will really get in trouble for disclosing this or not, but uh, the the job that I have right now is... I represent um, brokerages in about seven states. And at the end of every day, I get a report from one of my admins that says, um, it's called additions and terminations. So of our seven states, of all of our offices in seven states, how what agents um, joined our brokerage today? And then terminations, who left our brokerage? Um, when I came in, one of the important pieces of information for me that was missing from that report was when people were leaving was how much business are they doing? Do I really need to be worried that we lost five people today if they really weren't selling anything in real estate and they shouldn't have just been hanging around anyways? And so one of the interesting things, and, and my boss, um, my our owner of our company, he's been around 50 years in real estate, he'll be celebrating it um, next year, his 50 years, is that there's this interesting trend with a lot of people getting out of the industry where in 2021, they had... Um, Hundred and fifty thousand dollars in um, GCI, mm-hmm. and then in twenty twenty two, they had a hundred and forty thousand in GCI. It's kept very close, and then the end of twenty twenty three, when they decided to leave the industry, they had twenty six thousand in GCI. Go. We're seeing this huge trend of mm-hmm. top producers just mo- business just go right off a cliff. Yeah, I. I that's what.
1: I believe as well is that those are the those are the people that yeah. are that we're going to lose. It isn't the people that aren't selling any houses. It's the people who well, we're have. losing those
0: two. Also, we are losing people who had zero for the last three years, but that these cliffhangers are.
1: Those are the people that that are that are new. To our losses, right? Yeah. You're always going to lose some people, a percentage of people every year who who uh, you know aren't selling anything. But the reality is that to be a member of the National Association of Realtors is pretty darn cheap. Yeah. It just doesn't it cost a whole lot. But, um, that's just the reality. But the the reality is that it's the people who actually rely on this for their income that and who have uh, who have uh, committed themselves to expenses based on a certain amount of income mm-hmm. who are going to get out. And, and that's that's the scary the scary part of it.
0: And and I do want to clarify on what I said because some people, oh, well, they may have just gotten into the business in 2020. No, these are people who have been in the industry 15 20 Thirty years in the industry, who had built up a long, strong business that in 2023 just took a nosedive, and there was no coming back for them.
1: I do think that there's there's a possibility, maybe not all of them, that a lot of those people also, because business was good and the phone was ringing organically, they got out of uh, of prospecting yep. and they they removed that from their business, and that that'll kill you. Yeah, I it, mean it doesn't matter how good things are, if you stop prospecting, it Mm -hmm. will bite you. And sometimes it's going to bite you in such a way that you have to leave.
0: And it's it's sad. and, And I'm not necessarily a Grant Cardone fan, but I use this quote in my goal setting class that I teach. Although the last breath of air was important, it's not as important as the next breath mm. of fresh air, mm. and I think that a lot of our people get caught up in just being so busy and trying to keep up with the current business they have, they mm-hmm. take their foot off the gas pedal for future business. That's right. And they're just focusing on the here and now, which you've got to find a way through time blocking and other methods to focus on future business while servicing current business.
1: And and to your point, some there are going to be I don't believe that it is ever too late, but there are going to be people who believe that it's too late and it's yep. time to time to do something different well yep. uh interesting that you're seeing that trend I, I think that that's a national trend yep. and it's exactly what um you know we we should be anticipating uh, unfortunately but yeah. I, I agree with you 2024 is uh I think spring has started earlier than ever actually uh, and um, and I, I don't necessarily say that with glee mm-hmm. um, I think the um we we were just talking to Lindsay with habitat um, when when we are looking at inventory consumption constraints um, in a month from when this episode airs. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we'll be? How, how many months of inventory? If you remove new home construction more than 45 days out from completion, how many months of inventory do you predict will be at on March 21st?
0: I want to start that by saying, as a part of Dr. Jessica Loutz's presentation that she did that I was watching, and I'll, I'll send you the recording. It's really good. Um, is that we are currently five and a half million units short. We yeah. only have nationwide one million homes in inventory currently. But it's worse in Kansas City. It is worse in Kansas City. One hundred percent it's worse in Kansas City. I don't know. A couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean and that's my my I I bet we're back to half a month of inventory, yeah. and like I say, that's if you remove new home construction yes. more than forty five days out from completion. Because let's stop lying to ourselves. That is not inventory, no. and it pisses me. Oh man, there's two episodes in a row that I said <laughs> piss, but it it does irk me. There we go. It irks me that uh, we include that in our inventory count, I but wouldn't. that's
0: okay. 100%. And even in new constructions down below where it's supposed to be right now anyway, exactly. so it's really not even helping us catch up. No,
1: it's not. It's not. Well, do you have a book bit? Of course I have a book
0: bit. Okay.
1: do 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 Bobby's book bit.
0: Casey. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time because we've debated amongst ourselves whether I've actually done this book bit before or not. It's not on my <laughs> list. It's not on Amber's list. But Alex is pretty confident and I've done it before. So if you've heard it before, listen to it we again. We've at least talked about it. But it's because it's, it's a good it's book. It's a good, great book. So the book is Crucial Conversations by Carrie Patterson. And it teaches you how to avoid conflict and come to a positive solution in high-stakes conversations so you can be effective in your personal and your professional life. The quote from the book is, it's the most talented not the least talented, who are continually trying to improve their dialogue skills. As is often the case, the rich get richer. Because those that are the most talented have had a little taste of success, and they want just a little bit more, and they keep pushing forward for it. So our three lessons from the book is lesson one, stick to your goals during the discussion so you don't get overly emotional. The thing is, once we realize what we do want, we'll also realize what we don't want. And I think it's just as important to have a real good clarity about what I don't want as what I do want to come out of this conversation. The second lesson is listen to other people's opinions to help them feel safe in the conversation. And I think this right now in our society is more important than anything else is we've just stopped listening to other people's opinions and trying to understand where they're coming from. And we just automatically get into a place of judgment. And it talks about in the book, don't just listen, make it genuine. And there are four ways for powerful listening that they sec- uh, summarize in the Ackerman: A-M-P-P, which is ask, which is start by saying things like, I would love to hear your opinion. And then mirror to confirm their feelings. You look unsecure and explain what you sense from the situation. Paraphrase. So if I understand you correctly, this is what you said. And then finally, prime. If you're not getting anywhere with them, if someone clams up, you might need to encourage them. So I am guess you must think I'm being unfair because. Throw yourself under the book. Um, and some of the stuff comes back to Stephen Covey's um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You have to seek first to understand in order to be understood. And then the third lesson Use the STATE acronym in order to resolve a conflict. Crucial conversations are often highly charged on both ends, but they don't have to end in silence or violence, as the book likes to say. So you can use the STATE method. S, share your facts. Boom, when you begin a conversation, make sure you state the facts and not just your story. Then next, tell your story. You can tell your story and share assumptions you've made. A, ask for the other's paths. Let them tell their story. T, talk tentatively. Remind yourself that your assumptions are not necessarily facts. And then finally, E, encourage testing. Encourage the other person to tell their viewpoint, even if it's the opposite of yours. After you calm the conflict, then work towards a solution. And that might require setting boundaries and some other things. But that's the book Crucial Conversations by Kerry Patterson. That's
1: a great book. But I, I will say, you know, if you're uh, if you study Biggie Smalls, though, he oh. states that you can move in both silence and violence. Mm mm-hmm. um, Take it from your highness.
0: We need to go get Burton and get him in here right now. Oh, we didn't tell you that's who we have. Oh, who's Burton? uh, Burton is just this random person we're just talking about now. So um, (laughs) today we're going to bring on one of our ReCharge uh, speakers, Burton Kelso. Um, We're going to give you a little preview of his session that's going to happen at ReCharge, which is going to be at the Overland Park Convention Center on April 2nd. And he's going to be delivering a session on how to protect your social media accounts and websites from hackers. But in addition to Burton being there at our charge, our charge, our charge, i to change the <laughs> name of it. Sorry, Kip. In addition to having him there at Recharge, um, we're also going to have Marky Lemons Ryle and friend of the show, past guest, Lee Brown. So um, you can get your tickets right now at kcrr.com forward slash recharge. Let's go get Burton.
1: Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with Burton Kelso, who is going to be one of our guest speakers at ReCharge this year. Burton, we're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Burton, I got to tell you, I think this is a really important message. And not only because at least two or three times out of the week I get a message from one of my agents that's obviously not from one of my agents. Do they I need have gift a cards? hunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or there's gift cards of all or something. I have a hunch though that you're going to tell us uh that it is not only elderly people who might uh, fall victim to a social media uh scam or hacker. So I'm glad you're here. It's yes. a constant problem.
2: It is, and more for real estate professionals than anybody. I think they beat the elderly <laughs> as far as far and falling for scams. Oh yeah, I'm being, I'm joking, but yeah, obviously it's a problem. And but the unfortunate thing about cybercrime is that it's a human problem. Mm. Yeah, hackers can't get into any of your technology devices, and that's the myth that's going around. Oh, I've been hacked. And I know you've seen it everywhere, right?
0: So you've been hacked. You've been spoofed. Mm-hmm. You've been
2: spoofed. That is exactly right because cyber criminals are using social engineered scams in order to get you to voluntarily give out all of your personal
1: information. Mm. How scary is that? Sounds scary. Yeah. You've piqued yeah. our interest. Now, <laughs>
0: Burton, I'm excited to have you here in the studio because we both travel the country and speak, and we see each other. Everywhere else except for Kansas City. So I'm excited to see you here on, you know, home turf. But for those people who do not know who Burton Kelso is and why he's sitting here talking to us about these things today, who are you? What's your background? And why should we be listening to you right now as you try to tell us these things?
2: Well, I guess for starters, I could say I'm the non nerdy tech guy.
0: He's nerdy, guys. We're no, all, I'm nerdy too, though. I'm not nerdy. Too, nerdy. No, I'm
2: not nerdy. Are you it's geeky? not like I'm not geeky <laughs> either. I mean, most tech guys go home and play with computer stuff, right? True. Yeah, the only thing I'll get on technology-wise is maybe uh, stream movies or sit on YouTube for hours and look at crazy videos. But about me, so I own a technology services company by the name of Integral. I've been around 30, almost 31 years helping people like yourselves with all of their computer and cybersecurity issues. I am a national speaker. I've done a TED Talk on AI, believe it or not, and I got in the tech industry because I like helping people. It's not about, oh, I want to play with the latest device. It's more about, I know people struggle with this stuff, especially real estate agents, and I want to be able to get out there and help people overcome their fears and problems that they have with technology. I (laughs) always have the motto of, I love technology, and I've read all the manuals, and I'm serious about making technology fun, safe, and easy to use for everyone.
0: I love that getting over the fear of technology because that's what it keeps a lot of people, you know, from doing things. Is I might break it. You mm-hmm. can't break it. Well, that Alex are, probably could.
2: That our AI is going to take over the world. Well,
0: right? yeah, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that, that
1: segues right into it pretty nicely. So, so we shouldn't be afraid, but tell us what we should be afraid about.
2: Well, cyber criminals, obviously, cyber criminals. not AI, but cyber criminals, yeah. because real estate transactions deal with so much money. Mm -hmm. And cyber criminals or crooks know this. So real estate agents are just nice, juicy targets because, like most of us, they don't do a good job of protecting their uh, buyer-seller data or even their own personal information. I had an agent call me from Atlanta last week because the attorney that she was working with on a real estate transaction got hacked. Well, I shouldn't use that word anymore, not hacked. <laughs> they got tricked mm-hmm. into giving up information for oh, about several thousand people. So she was calling me because the criminals were contacting her via email saying, hey, we can confirm that this firm's been hacked, mm-hmm. spoofed, because we've got to get away from that word. But um, I've got proof. I've got your data. And, of course, the data your buyers and sellers as well, as far as all of the ones that have worked with this law firm. Mm-hmm. Of course, the law firm's trying to say, hey, it happened, but it's not as bad as you think it is. Right. And mm. that's the big problem we deal with.
1: Yeah. So in that, I assume that's a, a ransom, uh, ransomware type of a situation, or, or they, were they asking her for for money in exchange for letting go of the information that they had, or what, what was the situation there?
2: It's funny. And I shouldn't say that, but it really was. The criminals were trying to say, hey, you need to talk to your law firm and give up this money because we've got all of this data. So they were trying to get her to be the go-between to convince this law firm Mm. to give up money in order to either get access to the data, because I don't think the computers were locked with ransomware, just more of that whole social engineering thing where they're trying to get you to pay up because they've got your data or somehow they're going to compromise the security of your business
0: I see so um, Burton as you as you often know um, many realtors are well not many yeah I would say many are early adopters of new that. technology <laughs> we have you know we have we have a fair number that love to just the new bright shiny object so what do people need to be aware of as they go running into these new technologies you know i, I i'm just even thinking of you know chat gpt and people putting very personal information even maybe about their sellers you know payoffs and now that being in an open source what are some things people need to be aware of before they just go run into the new technology and give all their secrets away
2: Slow your roll would be the first thing that I would (laughs) recommend. But also to you, any real estate agent that doesn't embrace technology is going to be replaced by technology. But at the same time, you just want to baby step your way through emerging technology. Because remember, we're in the social media age now. And what, 10, 15 years ago, who was using social media to develop relationships and to market their business? It wasn't. So there's always going to be some form of disruptive technology out there. And to be honest, sometimes you just got to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So you need to, if you're a real estate agent, you've got to develop a relationship with some sort of cyber buddy or tech buddy to help you walk through the different challenges and the different emerging technology. Because just because it's out there doesn't necessarily mean that you need to embrace that sort of technology. So you have to as a real estate agent, your first job, obviously, is to help people buy and sell their home. Mm-hmm. But your other other first job is to make sure that your buyers and sellers are safe. Yeah. You've got to make sure that, that that happens because it may not be your fault if one of your buyers and sellers falls for a scam. But at the same time, it is your responsibility as a real estate agent to make sure that they understand how you're going to communicate with them so that they don't fall for different scams. And also understand that people aren't always up on the latest technology Mm -hmm. and just make sure that they not necessarily have the education to conquer it, but to kind of handhold them through the whole process to make sure that they don't fall for a scam. And part of that means that as a realtor or any real estate professional, you got to make sure you've got your P's and Q's in place so that you don't get compromised, which will compromise the data of your buyers and sellers.
0: What what you say is so, you know, extremely important because, you know, we see this stuff day in and day out. These people, you know, it used to be you sold your home every five to seven years and it was seven to ten. Now it's 12 to 15 years. These people aren't experiencing the things on the day in and day out like we are. And sometimes it's their life savings that can be taken in a heartbeat. And who's the person they're going to blame? If you had knowledge that this thing's going on in our society and you didn't warn them, they're coming right back after you. And so we do have a duty and an obligation to bring our people up to speed and make sure that they are safe. You're absolutely right.
1: Burton, thinking about our process, um, where in the home buying process or home selling process are people most susceptible to losing uh, losing their savings? Um, and then what can we do to make sure that our clients and ourselves are protected?
2: I would say since I'm an IT guy with my limited experience in real estate transactions, it would obviously be the point where it's time to talk to the title company. Or I, realistically, it could be at any stage, at any stage, realistically, because you, when you start the email process, criminals are trying to get access to real estate professionals' email. So at any time, If they get access to a web-based email account or some realtor's email account, they can just jump in and send out any form of phishing or scam email. Or now with AI, Mm -hmm. you can now clone anyone's voice. And so at any time during that real estate transactions when you can just jump in if you're a criminal – and get someone to send you money. Because
1: even phone calls aren't safe. No, no, even phone calls aren't
2: safe. Nor are text messages. But obviously email is not safe. But at any time, especially if you're on the end of trying to work with a real estate agent to buy a home, mm-hmm. that can come in. And a criminal could come up with a phishing scam that says, I need your money.
0: yeah,
2: And you can just ship it off, you know, if you're unaware of how it works.
0: I think the latest thing that I heard, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but AI only needs three seconds of someone's voice in order to be able to clone it and to be able to do long-winded things that you're saying that you didn't actually say. Like, deep fakes have become like a real thing.
2: I would say a little bit longer than three, but not much longer. Eight seconds? Yeah, yeah, not much time.
0: Yeah, they like don't need a minute of like, your voice. It's not like no. the old law and order where they're trying to trace the phone call. Right. And you've got to keep him on the phone for so long. <laughs> right. Like, it's not that. They just keep need them, a clip. Keep, keep them on. Going. Keep them on. Keep them going.
2: <laughs> not like with AI yeah. voice cloning. Keep them talking, you know? Yeah,
0: keep them going. No, they just need a small clip of your voice or of anyone's voice. And now you have no idea what they're saying. I, I it just, it, the world we live in today has become extremely scary. Now, I know that a lot whenever we're talking about, you know, hacking and spoofing and things like that. We're typically usually talking about emails and websites and things like that. But social media can also be, you know, spoofed and all of that. I'm not just spoofing people's Facebook accounts, but a lot of different ways. What are some of those things that people need to be aware of? And how can they protect those social media accounts?
2: Well, there's two ways that social media accounts are compromised. The most common way, believe it or not, is when someone actually clones your social media account. You've got a public persona, Someone or a criminal finds your real estate Facebook or other social media account, because we can't just say Facebook. It's It's, pretty much all all of them. them. Yeah. I like how we said that in unison. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. But that is the most common thing. People will see a cloned account, respond to the friend request or whatever request, and then people say, oh, my gosh, I'm hacked. But the other side of that is if you are a real estate agent, you can actually get your social media account hacked and cloning is just, it's a copy. Mm-hmm. Hacking means someone actually got into your account because you were negligent in changing your passwords or seeing if your information's floating out on the dark web. And then that's when the calls start to come in the burden where people say, oh my gosh, is there any way that you can retrieve my social media account that's been hacked? Mm-hmm. And I've got bad news for you. If it's hacked, it's a done deal. And what's even worse now, criminals will do a search for the word hacked Mm -hmm. on social media, and then you'll get these bogus messages with people claiming that they can retrieve your account. And it just, I mean, it's just a perfect storm of Mm -hmm. just, you know, a a bad situation that could be the worst scenario of what could happen to you if you're a real estate agent. And in this day and age, your digital marketing is part of your brand. Mm -hmm. And so if your account's commandeered, you lose access to buyers and sellers. Someone maliciously could spread false information of of you and your social media account. So, I mean, there's all sorts of negativity that can occur from that happening. And all it takes realistically are two things. Number one, Set up two-factor authentication for any of your digital marketing tools, websites, social media, you name it. You've got to have two-step factor authentication. Mm-hmm. And also, real estate agents need to get out of the practice of using past words and use pass phrases instead. Mm-hmm. Just two simple words that are unrelated uh, that can come together. Like, you wouldn't want to use Stanley Cup, because I'm standing <laughs> and looking at one right now, and it's a Popular term. Everybody
1: keeps making fun of Bobby Stanley Cup. I
0: know, I've had right? it for two years, guys. I'm not a new adopter.
2: <laughs> exactly. But you could use something as Stanley Kingdom as a pass phrase. Stinky chicken. I've been saying all over the country, and I know there's probably some poor real estate agent that so there's used no, that. He's using
0: stinky chicken somewhere. Stinky
2: chicken or turbulent turkey. Those are examples of pass phrases that real estate professionals need to adopt, as opposed to just. Relying on their brains of using stuff that's normally on social media as passwords, mm-hmm. you just make yourself a target.
0: So, password one two three four is probably not something you would suggest. Come on, Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> you even bring that up. Everyone brings
2: that up. I know they do because we all think about
0: it. Because, but you know what? There are. I guarantee you, there's at least one listener right now that's got a password one two three four somewhere. I of guarantee <laughs> there is. Now, you brought up the dark web. For those people who do not know what the dark web is, what is it?
2: It, I almost said it's where all the bad guys hang out on the internet. But it's the larger internet. What we see on Netflix and all our popular sites are on the regular web. But the dark web is where the government does activity, criminals do activity, and it's a hard place to reach because you have to have a certain web browser and know the exact web address to get to the dark web but that's where criminals hang out and that's where if there's a large scale data breach that's where your data goes so as real estate professionals and real estate agents you have to make sure that you are doing research to find out if your informations on the dark web now alex can you guess what that site would be He's
1: like no. Clue. The dark web site. No. The. the, <laughs> the <laughs> dot com. Now to
2: find out where your information's being stored on the have
1: dark web. Have I been pwned? Look at com. that!
2: I knew you knew it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you have got it. Yes. So, have I been poned? Is a website you can go to and put in your real estate email address to find out if your information's floating on the dark web.
0: Can you spell pwned for our people?
2: P W N E D <laughs> dot com. So, have I been poned? Not not pond or pawned or pwned. whatever. Pwned. It's pwned. As an owned with a P.
1: Owned. Yes. Pwned yes. With yes. a P. With a P. I check I check that about once a month just to really? see. I do. I think it's important to, honestly.
0: But you're one in like a million. They're mostly not doing that. You're so smart. Well but this is
1: this is so important and not just from like a personal perspective because when you think about um a lot of us, um, We not only do we have our personal social media accounts tied to us, but we have entire we've got a a corporation social media account attached to us. Mm -hmm. And so um, on my on, on a on one's personal account, they may have multiple corporations represented uh where if somebody got access into it they could access those social media mm-hmm. platforms with tens of thousands of of followers and um and it could be catastrophic for that for that entity. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's serious. So it isn't just a uh, you know a personal thing. We we're, we're all uh we implicate ourselves every time we you know don't check it, I think.
2: So Bobby and Alex, I want to throw this out here too. As far as realtors, real estate agents, real estate professionals, you can never think that you are too small to be attacked yeah. by a cyber criminal because it's a numbers game for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's say you get an account with 200 people. Um, that's a pretty decent number. If 200 people came up to you, you'd be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if you have smaller accounts, you need to take precautions, too, because it's about the numbers for criminals that attack real estate agents. And think about it. If a real estate agent were con- con- or not pwned, well, I guess so. Let's what is just this? Xbox Live? Yeah. 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 In, in 2010. Well, yes.
1: hey,
2: so what if a real estate agent was pwned? Right. Um, how much money is is involved in one real estate transaction? Especially if it were someone trying to purchase their dream home. Yeah. You know?
0: It. it it's a insane amount of money that can be there. And it's, you know, what sometimes we don't think about these criminals is that they're essentially, this is their business. It's an illegal business, but it's their business. And in real estate, we say it's a numbers game. You want to make more money, you just have to talk to more people. It's the exact same thing for the criminals. They want to make more money, they just have to reach more people, essentially. And it's it doesn't matter whether you think you're on someone's radar or you're not, because I mean, we all get really angry with the NAR health insurance text that we get and we keep thinking that NAR is giving out our contact info. They're not. Our information is everywhere. There is list in the dark web of realtors and all of our phone numbers and all of our emails and all somebody has to do is just purchase it and then they have all of our stuff. We're not special just because I'm not a top producer. That doesn't matter.
2: Doesn't matter. Does not matter because with one transaction you can get thousands Yeah. if a criminal gets access to that information. So... That's the thing, and Bobby, you made a valid point about it's these, these aren't kids in the basement checking no. around. Right. They're criminals. Mm-hmm. That's their job. That's yeah. their, as I say, that's their jobby job yeah. is to get out there and to scam people. That's we've, how they make a living.
0: You just brought up kids, and it reminded me, and we've not talked about this on the podcast, Alex. So, my, um, my son for Christmas, I was gone on a trip. My son asked my husband for something for Christmas. And I come home, he's like, hey, I ordered this thing. It was only a couple hundred bucks. It was no big deal. And I was like, okay, first off, a $200 present is kind of a big deal, but okay, cool. And he's like, it's called a flipper zero. And i had never heard of a Flipper Zero, so I went and Googled Flipper Zero, and I immediately discovered that my child can now open other people's garage doors, he can stop someone's pacemaker, he can do all kinds of things with this little simple device that he's carrying around, and he's 11 years old, and you just easily purchase it off the internet. Like, if my 11-year-old can do that that easily, what are these other... Like, he was in his friend's house the other day, and he was using it to change the, the LED light. You got he was, him one? My husband didn't Google what it was before he purchased it for him, and I was like, I died, and then I was like, okay, now we have to give it to him. Like, but we taught him how to use, you know. With- you didn't
2: take it away. It sounds like an episode of Twenty Four with Jack Bauer chasing around the Flipper Zero because it's like some nuke or a part to a nuke or- Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Would-
0: yeah, I did. he let him have well, – But we had a little talk about responsibility and things like that. So the other day he took it to his friend's house and he was changing the LED lights without having the remote to do that. But You keep
2: your kid little... away from me. I don't want you <laughs> using using his Clipper Zero to, like, burn up stuff. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's not even a criminal
0: enterprise living in a basement. He's just a kid playing with a toy that he didn't realize the power that it had. So –
2: I don't know. It's starting like
0: he's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna pwn me. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You've probably already been pwned. I know you have,
2: By <laughs> your I kid. Mean,
0: well, I've told the story before that my uh, that my child. He did a while we were at the President's Circle Conference. He was able to make a uh, oh. on the fake. He was able to make a fake. Um, he was it Donald was, Trump, right? Yeah, he it was yeah. Donald Trump. He recorded a. He used. He said some words and then there was a video of Donald Trump saying the words that my son said, you know, like this that's, is the same son with the this is, I only have one child. It's fine. It's, oh,
2: my goodness. <laughs> he's hey, in the program. everyone. Villain. He's a villain. <laughs> I know he's a villain. <laughs> he don't want to be part of the super friends. He no, wants to he be doesn't. part of the it's Legion fine. of Doom.
0: It's fine. That's well, Burton,
1: I, I want to go back for just a second because there's um. so I started off saying that I get a. Fake message on Facebook in particular um, from it somebody. It's no, but it's multiple times a week. I mean, and it, it's somebody and 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 you had said that this is happening because they've been negligent somewhere along the line, right? Somehow they gave up information that allowed, or somewhere they gave up information that allowed somebody to get into that account. Can you just briefly, because it might help somebody? Can you briefly walk us through what that looks like? I, I'm i proud to say that somehow it has never happened to me, probably because I check my passwords. On, have so I you, you feel but, for
2: phishing? <laughs> oh, no, let's <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, knock, on, <laughs> knock
1: on wood, knock on wood. But, <laughs> That's funny. But what? How does it? How does it happen, and and how do how does someone
2: fall for it, or how do they send out the fake message?
1: Uh, how does somebody fall for it? What what does that process look like? What how does it pre- how does the opportunity to be negligent present itself to this person?
2: Oh, so there's many ways. Let's talk about the text and the message way, but it would be something that would constitute an emergency, like oh my gosh, did you see who died, or you need to check out the this latest. Video that's going on, and I swear that those messages that, that people put on that say I no longer allow Facebook to use my images. I swear it's criminals that are trying to find out who the weak link is, mm-hmm. right? To find out who's going to fall for this goofy scam. You and gotta then be right on that. that they makes so send much sense. them a message because people just don't do their research. Yeah. Now, as far as voice is concerned, we can get what's your son's name, Alex Bobby. Alex, so you could get Alex to voice clone and call a real I'm estate not agent. Her son to to be clear. I know that. Hell. That's the sand, right? <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah, but it's normally a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be from a buyer seller. Or, oh, I think our house burnt down, or we need to have this. We need help with XYZ. Click on this link and you can see more. But it always invokes a sense of emergency, and that's how social engineering works. Yeah, the, Like the old school, you don't want the sheriffs knocking down your door, and if you get a message like that, you're freaking out. Yeah, You don't want the neighbors to see you getting hauled off to jail. Mm. You don't want any of that
0: stuff, yeah. so it's, the, it's
2: always the fear factor.
0: That message that comes in, did you see yourself in this video, and then there's a oh, link? Yeah. Yeah. I was not in that video. Well, I will say it was funny, the day I was driving home, <laughs> and I got a, a Facebook message that just said you won't believe, no, because you need to see this, and I had the entire drive home, I was like, this is gonna be fishing, this is gonna be fishing. And then I got home and it was somebody sent me a video about Oreos, because um, I posted a lot <laughs> about Oreos, but I had already decided it was fishing. And like the whole way home, I was like, who is it? What are they? And they, you know, it was somebody I knew. I was like, oh, they've been hacked. Nope, nope, no, nope, they were just sending me an Oreo video. It's fine.
2: You gotta quit using that word on social media, because anytime you use hacked, criminals yeah. are like, oh, yeah, you can call right. Bobby Joe and he can help yep. you get back your social media account. Yeah. I got a funny story to share, real quick. Yeah. My mother in law, got a sextortion email where it says, okay. hey, mm-hmm. you know, we caught you watching porn on your computer and we're going to broadcast a video to all your friends. Yep, She was freaking out about that. And she's not, she ain't that woman. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're like, <laughs>
2: but what got her was the fact that criminals had put, we know your password is XYZ. Mm-hmm. So that was the real fear. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the fact that. You know, she was watching smut on the internet. Which, right, but I thought it was funny. She yeah. was really freaking out about that. Yeah, you know, really. like nope. she was. Maybe there's something about her I don't know.
1: But the credibility factor is – it could be anything. It doesn't right. have any password. They mm-hmm. just have to put
0: one or two things in there that make it believable you know about me that that's will get them to click through. So, Exactly. Burton, the way we end all of our episodes, we're coming to the end of our time and want to be respectful of what we've asked of you today, is what else? What else should we be talking about? What else do our listeners know? What should I have asked you?
2: Well, I think realtors – Real estate agents and real estate professionals need to be worried about AI-based scams. So if you you just really have to read what's coming in, and I hate to say it, let those, e- or those voicemails go to voicemail. If you get a voice call, screen it, mm-hmm. because with AI, any, the sky's the limit as far as what type of scam that you can have coming towards you. And be personalized, because... As a real estate professional, you're online. People can easily Google you and find you. Yep. So, you know, be careful and protect your reputation, and make sure that you've got your human firewall up, so that you can be aware of the cyber threats that are coming in.
1: Can I ask one more question? Do you have time? Of course. I'm so sorry, Bobby, but I, I know that you had your last question already. But
0: <laughs> I was keeping us on time for the record. <laughs> and that's know, what I do.
1: I know. But I got to ask, because I know all of us are getting these, and maybe you know what it is. No, I, I'm scared. I get these is phone calls. Is it the calls. Ebola? No, it's not. <laughs> I, I get these phone calls, and, I, and I, I always let them go to voicemail if I don't mm-hmm. know the number. I just always do. and But the voicemail is a fax machine. You're getting these, Bobby.
0: I've had these for years because the IRS had the wrong number on a form that was a fax number, and so I blocked them for. And I was fine for about five years, and now it started back up again. And I realized, oh no, everybody else is getting the faxes too. But I've dealt with this for like twenty years, so it's
1: what in the world is it?
2: It could be a fax machine.
0: (laughs) No, but like everybody's getting them now. It's It's, like it's a new weird. It's a new thing. Yeah. Because, I
2: mean, the the beeping's not going to record anything. But one last thing I was going to ask There's all sorts of
1: scary stuff online, though, talking about how the beeping can activate some of your electronics and
2: make Alexa go into a murder. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I love going down some conspiracy theory roads. Those are fun.
2: One quick last thing I was going to ask, and every real estate professional is going to hate me. In 2024, you can no longer use your mobile number because you can fall for SIM card fraud. And, of course, if your number gets spoofed,
0: then -hmm. you're going to have a
2: bunch of people calling you, hey, quit calling me, because criminals Mm -hmm. have commandeered your number. Instead, you should use either a paid voice-over IP service for your real estate business, or use Google Voice or WhatsApp as your public real estate number. Your mobile number, you can't just give it to anybody because there's so much bad things That can happen with your mobile number.
0: Wow. Wow. That is big. That's huge. So if you want to hear more tips like that bomb that Burton just dropped on us right at the very end, you can see him at ReCharge at the Overland Park Convention Center, April 2nd. You can go to KCRAR.com forward slash ReCharge and get your tickets. Thank you so much for your time here with us today, Burton. We do appreciate it. I
2: appreciate both of you. It was fun.
0: And now that we know, well, not that we know because we've known for a long time, but you're such a great podcast guest, and you're local, so be looking for us to call you back up again and come talk some other technology stuff. Hey, so. all
2: right. I'm ready, because yeah. there's right. this whole bunch out there. Yeah,
0: we could <laughs> Thanks, do this for Burton. days. All right. Exactly. Thanks, Burton.
2: Thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> I don't know machine. what that was <laughs> That, <laughs> that was, was Tarzan. That was even <laughs> close to a fax machine. <laughs> it was that was like time a horse. That was Alex's time.